welcome and thank you for taking the time to check out this little show here. Uh, make sure to subscribe, like, share, do all that great stuff, and that will help me out a lot, and I'll appreciate it. Uh, now, let's get to our guest today. Uh, we're going to welcome back Paul Crosby, the drummer of Saliva, uh, and as well as his sons, uh, Sean and Zach, are joining us today. Um, if you want to learn more about Paul, check out my other episode with him. Uh, it's, it's number 94, I believe, uh, on the YouTube, or you can check it out on streaming. And we get into his whole history and his story and background with Saliva. Uh, but today, we're going to talk more about his new band, Cold Words. Uh, it's kind of a new metal, modern rock band with his sons, Sean and Zach. They uh, join us. And I've heard one of the songs is called Say Something. It has a really cool modern vibe to it. And there's a full album called Bloodwork that's on the way. And we got we talk about today, uh, I just found out there's a couple special guests that are going to be on the, play on the album. So that's kind of exciting. And we're going to talk about what their plans are with the album for touring and all that good stuff. Plus, Paul will give me an update on Saliva and what they're up to. So here we go. Check it out. Please welcome Cold Words to the Chuck Shoe Podcast. We got Paul, my old buddy, drummer of Saliva. How you doing, Paul? Hey, man. Good. Thanks for having me. And then uh, in the other corner, we got Sean. How you doing, Sean? Hey. Nice to meet you. Now, you, now Sean, you do, uh, wait, wait, don't tell me, you do the vocals and guitars, correct? Yep. For the band. Okay. And then, Zach, you do vocals and electronics. That would be me. Is that correct? Okay, cool. So we'll get into the band. I just want to catch up with, uh, with Paul since our last uh, interview. We kind of told your life story about how you came to be in Saliva. So is there any news updates with Saliva? Um, whatever happened to that tour with Josie? Is that is that ever going to happen? Because that got some big headlines last time we talked about that. Yeah. Like that was canceled. Yeah. And We did. Um, actually, it's exactly kind of where we left it off last time you and I spoke about it. Um, okay. There's been there's, there's no update. I wish that there was. There was, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty much where it's at. Yeah. Where we left it. Okay. And then are you guys, you guys have a couple shows on the books, right? That are coming we up do. in America. We're, yeah. We're playing, uh, we're, we've been playing a, a lot this year. We have a couple shows this coming weekend. And then I think we're doing a three week run in the beginning of December. And then we go to Europe in January and February of next year, Europe, UK. Okay, so the Europe thing is how I was going to ask you about that. Is are those dates set? Because I didn't see them on the website. Are they are they still working out? Uh, I I'm pretty. I am ninety nine percent sure that that at least most of those dates are happening. Um, at least my the last update I got, which was just four or five days ago, that that was kind of where it was at. And is it you guys headlining or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, who's opening? Um, I, it's a, it's a couple of bands that are from the UK, I believe. So, okay. And then um, you're still doing the management, uh, as well with the, uh, was it Pat Grove, Pat Grove records, uh, Pat Grove records. And then, uh, I've got my management company, which is uh Paul Crosby management PCM. Is there still any, doing those things? Yeah. Yeah. Silent theory was the big one. I think you said you talked about last. Is that still the the main focus or have you signed any new bands? Um, I definitely have some, uh, I have more bands than that on my roster. I've signed a few, uh, um, new bands recently too, that I'm, I'm helping develop. Um, but silent theory is still one of the, the, the bigger bands on my roster. Um, those guys just, just, uh, keep moving upwards nonstop, man. So, uh, I think we are, we're, we're, they're at their third single at radio right now. So, I mean, they're, they're doing pretty well, man. Um, but I, I, 
equally focus on all of the bands on my roster. Um, you know, no one gets any less than the other. Um, but yeah, definitely Silent Theater is definitely one of my top bands right now. And I'm assuming you're managing uh, Cold Words as well, right? Correct. At least for the time being. Like, we'll see what happens. I mean, if if it got crazy, then sure, we would probably, you know, consider bringing someone else in. But for now, I think I got it. Okay, so... Question for Zach and Sean, like, what was it like having, uh, you know, a dad is basically a rock star. I mean, he's in a huge band. That's a multi-platinum Grammy award-winning band. Is it, was it weird? Or was that just like life is normal for you guys? I never paid it much mind as like, as a child. Oh, oh, well, that's, I guess that's not entirely true. I guess in a way you could say that I looked up to him in a way that, I don't know. I've been wanting to do music since before I could even remember wanting to do music as it's as it is. Uh, I don't know. I guess to me, it was just kind of a that's that's my life. That's normal. Did you but did you guys get to go to concerts and go backstage and, and meet some of the other rock stars and some of the other bands and stuff? That must have been cool. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, more times than I can remember. Any ones that stand out? What were, what were some of the biggest that people that you met? Because I know last time I talked to Paul and he, and he got to open for Kiss and Aerosmith, and so that was like a dream for him. Was there was there somebody that you guys wanted to really meet that you got to? Ah, uh, man, I don't know. I'm not you know, I, sure I remember very well. I actually think that Zach got to meet either Steven Tyler or Gene Simmons. Um, on the uh, on the Kiss Aerosmith tour, he was just a little boy then, so he probably probably doesn't really remember. And and uh, from everything I remember too, with them being little, it, they just kind of I was just their dad, you know what I mean? So it kind of seemed, I guess, a little more normal to them than it would to somebody else, you know? Right. But so you're the drummer in this band with your kids. I mean. Yeah. That's like, I'm trying to think like if I could be in a band with my dad, I, I just don't, I mean, not that either one of us had any musical talent, but is that, is it weird right. having your dad in the band? Like, I mean, no. do you want to go off and party and be like, Oh no, dad's here. We can't uh, party hard. Or wh- what is that like? If you had, if you had told me 15 years ago that I'd be in a band with my dad and that's how I like how I'd end up doing things. No, there's, I'm, I'm sorry. No, it's not weird. I literally thought like that was like a dream when I was a little kid. That's wow. really cool. So you never thought of just having him manage the band or something like that. You wanted him actually to be able to play with you guys. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So Paul's kinda, doing, well, kinda, what's that? Kinda how the whole thing started was we, we just, the, during the COVID lockdown, we just decided uh, we were all working on our own music and we just decided to, Hey, let's just write a couple of songs together just for the fun of it. Cause we're bored, you know? And then the songs were coming out good. So then eventually we just decided to let's do a whole record and then things just keep moving forward. So we were like, let's just, let's just do it. You know, let's just be a band, you know, and see what happens. Let's have fun with it. So so how does that work though? Cause you're all three in different cities. Like you're in uh Paul, you're in Houston, Sean's in Wisconsin and Zach's in Memphis. So how does that work? Right. Uh, well for the recording, the good thing is, is uh, you know, that we all, they all know how to record themselves already and have their own little home studios and stuff. So for the recording, we would write and send stuff back and forth. And then when we were ready to track the real deal, we would all just track our parts and then we sent all of our parts off to uh, to get mixed by a separate mixer. So that part's easy. 
And our bass player also, by the way, I forgot to mention, his name's Richie Hay. Yeah. He also lives here in Houston. Um, so when it comes time for us to go do shows, then we'll probably just fly Zach and Sean here to Houston and do our rehearsals and then hit the road. I mean, like with Saliva, I live in Houston, Wayne lives in Memphis, and Bobby and Brad live in Jacksonville, Florida, but we still make that work somehow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I guess it's doable. So have you guys not had a full rehearsal together in the same room though? Not, not yet. That's crazy. Other Cause than, well, other than, you know, we've shot, we shot our, our cup, we shot the uh, videos for our first two singles uh, a few weekends ago. Um, so, I mean, other than that, no. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like that kind of counts for something, but yeah. not, oh, yeah. not really. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's because it's interesting when you look, I mean, I've only heard one song and there's a full album coming out, but the song uh, say something, it's a great song and it sounds totally professional. Like, I mean, you cannot tell the difference between that and one of the, any saliva song. I mean, in terms of production, it sounds magnificent. Yeah. So you have it professionally, you said you had sent it off to have it mixed. You have it uh, professionally mixed then? Yes, a, a guy, a kid by the name of Jonathan Dolise, uh, out of Concrete Studios in New Orleans. He does, he mixes everything for us. Um, like I said, we track everything ourselves and do all the editing, and we send it over to Jonathan, and he he mixes it. So um, it, it just works. And and honestly, even with Saliva, even with most bands, you typically aren't all playing at one time when you record it's mostly done even if you're all in the studio at the same time you do the drums first right. and then the bass and then the guitars you know what i mean so realistically in any studio setting you're most of the time not playing with the full band at once anyway you know sure. what i mean did you guys I jam mean, as we, kids though when they were like when you growing up did you guys just have jam sessions all together or is this i mean have you ever played together maybe not necessarily in this band but in other projects or just uh no not before this no wow uh before this i was in an entirely different group oh you were okay so this is not your first band this isn't my first no and neither was the last one anyway but uh i had a couple like there were two bands and you know they didn't the first one definitely didn't work out the second one most certainly didn't uh and this one was the dreams and this one was my dream goal anyway so yeah, I don't see this one turning out like the last two. Well, that's great. It sounds good. So tell me about, because you do the vocals, but you also do electronics. Explain to me the electronic parts, and, and how will you do those parts live if if you, will you do that live? Um, well, for starters, uh, I've made, uh, I make stuff like, uh, I worked on EDM, and I've made like rap beats and stuff for like eight, close to nine years now, because uh, I was around 13 when I, uh, I was around 12, actually, when I had first heard dubstep, and it was like, what, it was Skrillex's reptile or something, something of that caliber. And um, I don't know, I like I, it, I lost my mind at the idea that I didn't actually have to play any of, the, like, any of that stuff. I, I can make all this on a computer and somehow make that work. So I had spent eight years mastering my craft on like a little FL studio on some crappy little tower computer and uh work like i don't know i worked from there uh started the guy like did it i did a little group thing we learned to master my craft with the rap beats and then uh, like i'm actually kind of new to playing it you said something about doing it live i'm kind of new to playing it live Mm. because i never really used external hardware all i really had was a computer 
my mind and my FL studio. So you may um, have like, to use some sort of uh, like pre-recorded stuff your, to make. I've to, got a little keyboard. Okay. And like a little beat pad type. Beat. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, cool. He's got he's got some Akai stuff that he uses, and and he uh, will be playing all of the all of the samples and loops that you hear on the song and all of our songs he created, and those are sampled into pads, and he will be playing those live when we do live shows. It it won't be like on tracks. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. he'll actually be playing his parts on his sample pads. Okay, so I don't remember hearing um, a lot of guitar solos on this song. Is there, um, Sean? Do you get to solo on some of the other songs at all, or do you want to? I think I have like one song that I do a solo in. I'm, you know, I'm really, I'm really more of a rhythm player, or like, you know, just technical riffs, but not so much solos. I guess that's okay. Just kind of a, that I learned. So. so what kind of, what is your influence as a guitar player? Like what guitar players are you looking up to then? Uh, I mean, specific guitar players, not really. I, I, I listen to, it, it's such a variety of stuff, but lately, um, I mean, I listen to a lot of like architects, wage war bands like that really drop tuned, but, technical riffs going on and stuff and then and then sometimes sometimes i bring it back to like you know old 90s rock stuff so it, it, it's kind of mixed in there you know yeah no and it sounds like i mean how would you guys describe the sound of this band i mean i think it's i did hear the words new metal in one of the descriptions would you agree with that or it's kind of more updated i think i, I mean i that to an extent I think the new metal tag is going to get tagged on there just because of the fact that I'm in saliva and we came from the new metal era. Right. We kind of call it we kind of call it new rock, honestly. But um, I, it's nothing like saliva. I really, I really, honestly don't think it's anything like saliva at all. Um, there, we have some songs. We have a song on the record that's an acoustic song. Then we have songs that are screaming double bass and heart and you know up tempo. We have a song, uh, actually, uh, Ron Bumblefoot, uh, Thou from formerly of Guns N' Roses, does a screaming, blistering solo on one of our songs. Um, so we have a couple features on there, too. On oh, the okay. Well. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I had Ron on. He's great. He's so freaking Man. talented. Who else? He uh, is awesome. Who else takes a guest spot on this album? Uh, there's one song where we brought Bobby from Saliva and we let him do a... a, a he sings the hook on one of the songs. So, okay. uh, other than that, that's, we didn't want to do too many guests on this first record anyway. Mm. Um, uh, we got to, I got saliva did a few shows with, um, with Dave Ellison's band end of last year. And Ron was out playing guitar uh, for them. So that's how I, I got to meet Ron. And then, uh, we had, we have this song on the record that's really heavy. And, and it, ne- I was like, it needs a blister and solo. And I was like, I'm just going to text Ron and just ask him if he'll do it. I wasn't expecting him to do it, but I was like, Hey man, you know, I got this band with my sons. So we'd love you to, to play a solo. Um, what, what would the chances of that be? He said, sure. Send me the song. I'll play a solo. And he, I mean, he completely crushed it. It's insane. Um, oh what he my did. God. Which yeah. song is that? What's that? What's that one called? It's actually called bitch. Bitch. Okay. I'll have yeah. to look. Yeah. I'll look out for that. That sounds amazing. So the song that's out now, or I guess, is it out or is it just a preview? I got to hear the whole thing, but yeah, yeah. You're special. Man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, the song, the song actually officially releases 
um, everywhere October 29th and okay. it hits radio. It, it does radio impact November 2nd. Um, so yeah, we'll be, yeah. Will it be October played on 29th. radio? Cause that's, that's tough. Now, how does that even, cause now you're on the management side. So you have a better in on that kind of stuff with the radio. How do you get your song played on radio now? It's tough, isn't it? It's tough, man. Uh, it requires um, label backing and financial backing. You know, I mean, realistically, that's kind of the way it is. We we uh, we recently we signed a deal with Wake Up Music Rocks. Um, we got a, we are very happy with with them so far. They're doing all of the things that a label should do if they want to, you know, help ensure success of a band. They're doing all the right things and and hiring all the right people. So we're very fortunate for that and. You know, I think we, we got a little bit of a leg up just because of my background, my management background. I, we kind of know what to do and what not to do. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. So, and one of the things that you got to do now, even more so than the radio, is getting on those Spotify playlists. That's huge. I feel like Spotify yeah. is way bigger than radio, right? So how do you do that? How do you get the songs on those playlists? Um, you know, like as far as, uh, if this is me speaking as manager, Paul Crosby, yeah. um, b- bands, uh, a lot of bands that I represent are using submit hub, They're okay. getting a lot of really good results from that. You've got, you got to go through certain sites, but you got to make sure that you're using legit, uh, and honorable sites because you don't want to get flagged and you know, you don't want fake stuff anyway. You want organic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as, you know, as far as cold words goes, um, you know, our label is hiring all the right people to do all the Spotify campaigns, the radio campaigns and stuff like that. So um, on your own as an independent band with your own financial, you know, covering your own finances, sites like Submit Hub are great, legit. And um, I mean, just things like that. What is it? What's it called? Submit Hub? Submit Hub. Yes. Okay. You can you basically it's a they charge a small fee. You you uh you send your music and they submit it to all, all the playlist curators and then it's up to the curators if okay. they want to add it or not. And then so it Yeah. Okay. So that's how you do for the playlist. Then what about for TV and film and commercials and all that? Is there a different site for that or that's always seems like a tricky one to me and that's also the most lucrative if you can get in. To me that one if that one you you pretty much need a manager and a label you need a team of people at that before you really get to that point uh, I mean in my honest opinion you know what I mean you got to have you got to have contacts a rolodex for that one you know Well do you have that though with your background of saliva and all that I know I know people I could submit to but it's just still no guarantee that they're going to they're going to use it you know what I'm yeah. saying mm-hmm. so but like I said as far as the cold words thing goes um, you know, we're just kind of running with the label on it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I am managing it, uh, officially, but I'm also kind of letting the label do their thing as well. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm doing what I, what I need to do without stepping on toes. Basically. Right. And so besides the, uh, the, the Spotify playlist is a big piece, the music TV or the, uh, film and TV and commercials is big, but then I'd say the other thing is getting on those festivals. Can you get on the yeah. festivals? That's a huge thing. Cause and then you could just keep doing those and, and that's good payment and good exposure. Yeah. See, if you can get on those Spotify playlists and get mass, you know, if your stuff basically goes viral, like if you get tons of monthly listeners, tons of streams, that's your segue to getting on those festivals because mm. that's what the promoters are looking at. What's your okay. fan base? I uh. want max people to come to my festival. So I want the bands that have max following. 
if you've got 300 followers, they're probably not going to call you to come play the festival. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, but so. that could be where your background comes in too. Cause then they can put that on the poster, like featuring yeah. Paul Crosby of saliva that gives you I, some sort yeah. of leg to stand on. I, I say, use whatever you can use, man. It, in this business, it's tough as everybody knows. So if you can, if you got an ace in your pocket, use it, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. So the new song say something, um, it's about a person's, uh, struggle with their addiction. Is that, uh, somebody's personal experience or a friend or just total fiction? I'll let Sean answer that because Sean actually wrote the, wrote the lyrics to that song. I mean, I try to, I try to write everything. I try to make it as broad, as relatable to anybody as it can be. Some, some of it, I, I, I kind of dig into a dark place and then some of it, I, kind of just envision a character you know somebody who's going through something at that moment could have been stuff i've been through before or stuff i've seen people go through themselves but yeah okay so then do you guys so you wrote the the lyrics for that so then because it says um that you that you and zach both do vocals so do you both trade off lead vocals or is one of you more background in that song zach pretty much does my my harmonies my backups the entire song there are some songs on the album where me and zach go back and forth we trade off and then and then some of them were just kind of like harmonizing each other okay so zach when you're not singing then well you'll be doing like the beats and stuff you'll do it in the electronic almost like kind of like a dj like sort of right yes exactly okay Oh, that makes sense then. Okay. Cause I didn't know yeah. if you were just like the lead singer. Okay. Now this is making more sense. So you'll be like having your laptop and singing, uh, doing harmonies. Yeah, and stuff. Basically like, so there'll be points where, uh, like where, uh, you know, Paul's doing drums and then he, uh, and then he can stop. And then I throw in some beat stuff, maybe a little bit of synth, like something, uh, something of that caliber. And, uh, that's basically what we'd be doing. Okay. Yeah. He's got a whole little DJ set up with all his sample pads and all that good fancy stuff that we just had him built. So yeah. that's pretty much how he runs all the samples live. That's cool. And I think uh, that is why it has kind of a unique sound. It, it almost like the song I heard kind of almost reminds me a little bit of Linkin Park because it's kind of got oh that. <laughs> right. And you know, what? I heard. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we're, you know, obviously Linkin Park is a massively huge band. So, uh, Obviously, uh, we don't really we didn't really set out. To, well, we didn't set out to sound like anything, but but I mean, I'll, we'll definitely take that as a compliment. For no, sure. it, um, it's you know, definitely a compliment. Of course, yeah. <laughs> One of my earliest musical memories came from Lincoln Park. Anyway, so did you ever get when to? Zach was a little boy. He called Ooh. him Lincoln Park. Lincoln oh. Park. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Did you ever, well, ever ever get to have any interactions with with them? Or I don't know if they ever uh, tour with saliva. Apparently, I say that, I say apparently, because um, I don't remember this at all, but apparently I met Mike Shinoda a long, long time you ago, did. once upon a time. You did. I was there. <laughs> Is there pictures of these things, like him with Kiss and Aerosmith and Linkin Park and all this? No clue. Um, with the kids, probably not that I, I mean, not that I would have Zach's mom probably would have some of those. I'm sure I could get them okay. I've got tons mm-hmm. of pictures of them when they were like little kids, but just not that, that that things like that. those are, cause those are some, uh, prime memories to have for sure. So, uh, the album is called blood work. It's going to be coming out sometime in 2022. Correct. Yeah. Spring. 
And then so we uh, say something is the addiction song. A uh, bitch is the one Bumblefoot plays on. What other? What are some of the other songs? I thought there was one that was uh something about spiders or something. My skeletons. The skeletons. My skeletons. Okay. okay. My I saw skeletons. the lyrics, but I I didn't get the clip, so I I didn't get to hear it. Skeletons will uh, be the second single. We already okay. shot the video for that one, and that one. Sean sings the verses and Zach sings the choruses. So that's one of those songs where the vocals kind of switch up a little bit. Uh, that one is, it's, it's really, really, really cool. Um, there's another song called you. That's the acoustic song. Um, it's just acoustic guitars, vocals, and Zach doing like a, a loop, little loop on it. Um, the song that Bobby Amaru guests on is called welcome to my winter. Um, we got one called the drift. What am I missing here, Sean? Hourglass, hourglass, yeah. The the record's going to have ten songs on. It's going to be a you know a ten song record, and it's going to be so. Are you going to release it like the singles first and then the album? Because that seems to be the way that most people do it. They release one song at a time, or is it going to be like release two singles and then the whole album, or is it going to be like one song a week? Or how are you going to do that? We're going to release at least the first two singles and then drop the whole record. Okay. But it could, depending on how that goes, it could be released three singles in the whole record, but no more than that. Okay. Two three singles and then the whole record. Okay. So then the record comes out. So then is there tour plans yet? As of right now, there's nothing on the books because, you know, we're just getting this whole thing rolling, but uh, we're definitely a hundred percent, you know, planning on touring and, and doing the full thing, doing some shows and all that good stuff. We, we want to use the first couple singles to build up buzz momentum, let people know about the band. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we're, we're no matter of anybody's background, we're a new band. You know what I'm saying? So right. um, we kind of got to go through the motions first. Um, but if there is a, uh, um, if people want us to come play shows, you know, next year, we, we certainly would love to. So we're hoping the thing takes off and we get to get on some cool festivals and all that good stuff. But yeah, I think the we'll festival thing is a good key. And then, also just doing some sort of package deal, you know, even if it's not, if you can open up for a big band, that's great. But even just having like two or three other newer bands would be, yeah. you know, they each bring in their own fan base and then you triple your audience. I would love to go out as, as direct support for, you know, for some, some, uh, other bands for, for the first while, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, I mean, obviously I can take us out with saliva, I'll do some shows there at least, but. Will they um, let you do that? Like you have the power, you could be, you could say, Hey, we're going to open. And then I'm sure that that wouldn't be a problem at all. I mean, these kids grew, they grew up with the band. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be a good fit too. I mean, it, it, you said it's, you know, obviously it's not the same as saliva, but I think the fans would embrace that. The, the yeah. music the I've heard. Part that, the only part that sucks about that is I have to play for two sets. Yeah, how is that's hard, totally right? It, man. I would totally do it though. Yeah, is it hard to play <laughs> two sets like that? Because drumming is so physical. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know, it all depends, man. If we're playing um, at a room that's a hundred degrees, man, yeah, it gets hot. You know, it all depends on the environment, man. Yeah, um, it, it's it's, it's it definitely it. you definitely feel like you spent an hour at the gym for sure when you get off when you get done. So. Yeah, maybe um, have like you guys open and then have like a middle slot and then saliva, yeah. so you get a break. Yeah, go take a shower, get a massage, maybe, and then yeah. <laughs> nice, cool. And then uh, yeah, so then you talked about the saliva shows. Uh, anything else going on uh, that you want to promote here? Man, right now just just the grind, man. Just just saliva, cold words, Paul Crosby management, Pat Groove Records. Um, 
again, I want to thank our label, Wake Up Records, for believing in us. Wake Up, Wake Up Music Rocks, uh, for believing in us and and uh, and taking a chance on us. Um, you, you we, got we also have a, we also have a YouTube channel um, that there's a preview of the video for on. Um, sometime next week, we'll be dropping another little video preview that has even a little bit more of the song. Okay, and then obviously. On the 29th, we'll do the release and the video will be on the YouTube channel. So go to our YouTube channel too. subscribe to that. Um, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash cold words spelled C-O-L-D-W-A-R-D-S. We're giving away some limited edition um, cold words, wake up music T-shirts right now. So if you go there, follow us, click the little thing, follow the instructions and you can win a cool shirt. Yeah, I was gonna say the who, whoever designed the logo. I really, I really like that. It's a really neat logo. Melody Myers, actually, we got to give props to her. She, she, uh, she's been doing a lot of stuff for Saliva. She does a lot of stuff for a lot of bands. Um, oh. But she, she designed the logo. She designed the single cover. She designed the album cover for Bloodwork. She's, she's amazing. Okay, so yeah. If you're looking for a good graphic designer, look up Melody Myers. Okay, yeah, looks good. So I will put the Facebook and the YouTube in the show notes, and then. We'll uh, promote, you know, St. Jude's Children's Hospital is your charity, the same one you used last time. If people got a few extra bucks, they can throw some money that way. And uh, anything else you guys want to say before we take off? That's it, man. Thank you for having us. All right. We're we're excited to see see what everybody thinks about the the tunes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I look forward to new music. All right, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, man. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, man. Paul Crosby, Zach Crosby, Sean Crosby, uh, plus bass player Richie Hay, who is not there today, uh, but they make up Cold Words. Check out the new song or the full album, depending on when you're listening to this episode, and make sure to follow the band on YouTube and Facebook. It's Cold uh, cold Words, but it's uh, spelled C-O-L-D-W-A-R-D-S. And uh, make sure you can grab some merch as well. They have some really cool t-shirts, really neat logo. Uh, make sure to follow Saliva as well and check out their website for and social media for current uh, tour dates there. And I want to thank Paul, Zach, and Sean for coming on the show today. And also thank you all for listening. I appreciate your continued support. And please make sure to subscribe, like, share, comment, follow on social media, all that good stuff. It helps me out. I really appreciate it. If you have an extra minute... If you could write me a review on Apple Podcasts, that will help more people find the show. And that's about it. So have a great rest of your day. And remember, shoot for the moon.